would I fall for you? Nothing in this world I wouldn't do. R.I.P. Avicii. R.I.P. to him, man. Legends of the You know the ones. You know the ones I'm talking about. That guy had rangers, bangers, rangers. We're back. It's the Detroiter Motorsports, Mitten State. Nick Bradley here. Um, I've had a couple cups of coffee. Well, I've had one cup of coffee. I'm about a quarter way into my second one. You're going to see me take a few sips as we carry on throughout the day here. We've got a couple things to talk about. Is it all fun and happy? No. Is it interesting? I guess. Yeah. Is it involving sports? It is. It is. Um, We're going to talk about the Red Wings. We're going to talk about Michigan State basketball. We're going to talk about Michigan basketball. That's all there really is to talk about right now. Now, football-wise, the Lions today, they talked about they're going to put out new jerseys in 2024, and next season we're going to get an alternate helmet. I don't know what those are going to be. They said they're going to wear this alternate helmet with the all-silver color rush, all grays, whatever, all the color rush jerseys that they do. I don't know what that helmet's going to be. I feel like our regular helmet's pretty good for the all grays, so I don't know if they're going to go like – like blue helmet. I don't, I don't know what that means exactly. And then they said 2024 is when they're planning to do the Jersey overhaul. So a little bit of a blown load, a little bit of a blown load for the Lions for the uniform game. There was that clip of Amon Ra not too long ago. He's playing Madden or something against his brother. And they're talking about jerseys and he's like, Hey, we need some new jerseys. They're on the way. Stay tuned. Like they're about to do them this year. We just got blue ball. They're not coming for an entire another season after this year. That's bullshit, dude. Um, so that's you know that's a bummer. Michigan, Michigan State football. They announced, or the Big Ten has started to announce the three games that will be locked into each team's schedule every year. So for Michigan, I believe it's Ohio State, Michigan State, and UCLA are the three teams. They call them like the rivalry locks or something like that. So the three teams that the University of Michigan will be playing every single season. Um, Michigan State's were Michigan. Penn State, and I don't believe they've announced the third. I don't believe they've said who the third team's going to be for MSU. I, I I don't think it's Ohio State. I think they already have their teams. Ohio State's is fucking crazy. Ohio State's, I think, is Michigan, Penn State, and USC. Bananas. Bananas gauntlet for Ohio State. Michigan State will be getting a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Michigan, similar. Um, they don't have Penn State anymore, obviously. But I feel like playing UCLA is probably an upgrade schedule-wise. I know UCLA was pretty good this year, but they're usually not. Um, when they come out to LA and play those games, it's going to be maize and blue. Nobody gives a fuck about football in this state. I swear to you. I've lived here over a year now. Nobody gives a fuck about football in California. And all of the people who do are from the East Coast, are from the Midwest, are from the South. There is nobody here that grew up in SoCal, that went to a school in SoCal, that has any idea what times the opponents, the records of USC or UCLA. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck about football here. That's a fact. So when Michigan, even though UCLA was pretty good this year, when Michigan comes out to LA to play those games, it's going to be a Michigan crowd. That's the one time anybody on the West Coast, and it's not just California, Michigan fans in Arizona, Michigan fans in California, Michigan fans in Washington, Michigan fans all along the West Coast when U of M plays that game each year, everybody's booking their trips to L.A. 
They'll make a vacation out of it. They'll go hang out, see Universal, check out the beaches, and they'll watch Michigan kick the fuck out of UCLA. So a pretty good – I mean, it could be easier, right? They could have scheduled Indiana or Rutgers as that third rivalry spot. I think they requested Minnesota, which doesn't really make sense. I think they requested Ohio State, UCLA, and Minnesota were the three that they wanted instead of Michigan State. So maybe that's where they were looking for the easier way out a little bit. I understand that. Fairly on brand for U of M. Um, But Fox, they just spent infinity money acquiring the Big Ten rights. So they're not going to allow the Big Ten to not have Michigan, Michigan State every year. Great decision. I'm happy with that. Michigan State's us, or I mean, excuse me, Michigan State's three that are locked. Michigan makes sense. Uh, Penn State makes sense. Land Grant Trophy, another one of the big dogs in the Big Ten. And then they haven't announced the third. I really wanted it to be one of the West Coast teams. I don't know how this is going to work. Like I assume USC and UCLA, one of their locked in will be the other. So from USC's perspective, it'll be UCLA. USC has Ohio State locked. And then a random third. I don't know who how that's going to work. Um, I fucking really, I really want Michigan State to be locked in with one of those teams. I prefer UCLA because USC scares me more. I think USC will have better football teams year in and year out. But I'd be fine with USC too. I'm not like afraid of, oh, but no, no, it's good that we're not on the West Coast. Give us Indiana instead. I don't fucking care. Obviously, yes. As far as winning Big Tens, as far as having successful football seasons, more wins than losses, playing Indiana every year will be more fortuitous to us than playing USC. But I live on the West Coast, so that's pretty much it right there. That's pretty much that's where it starts and ends for me right there is I live in L.A. I want to come watch. I want to drive 45 minutes and watch Michigan State once a year. That would be so sick. I can drive to a Michigan State game once a year. That would be sick, dude. That's pretty much the only reason I I actually care. But on top of that, that's what college football is all about. It's sick having the big-time matchups. Even though we got our asses kicked when we went up to Washington this past season, that shit is awesome. I was at the game, so I didn't get to partake in the – you know, like the fanfare and the build-up college game day, and then we're on ABC in front of the eyes of the nation. That is awesome. That's the best. That's why college football fucking rules is you get games like that. You get those matchups where the crowd is raucous. Everybody's tailgating Kirk Herbstreet. That I've said it every year I've done this podcast. When college football rolls around, I talk about the NFL and I talk about college and I talk about, yeah, you know, like the Lions are probably my number one. I wish they would win team. But I love college football because of that reason exactly. There's something – that college has that the NFL doesn't. And it is that it is like the pomp and circumstance. It is the tradition and the fanfare of a big game on a Saturday night or a Saturday afternoon. There's just an electricity in the air that you don't have in week seven of the NFL season. And that electricity is generated. One Michigan state plays Michigan. When we play Ohio state, when we play Penn state, If we were to play a USC, every single one of those games is going to feel fucking electric. And same deal as Michigan and UCLA. I'd prefer, as far as winning and losing, I'd prefer to not have to play Lincoln Riley's USC teams. I'd prefer to not have to travel across the entire country because in my lifetime, every single time MSU comes to the West Coast, they fucking lose. Always. It's insane unless it's a bowl game. Um, So, yeah, I'd prefer 
that to not be the case just as far as our fellows having success. But here's the other thing. We play USC at the Coliseum. I don't give a fuck who Lincoln Riley's got. I don't give a fuck about Caleb Williams. We play them at the Coliseum. That's a Michigan State home game. That's what's crazy. You think, oh, well, Michigan, yeah, they got their Michigan. Oh, Ohio State, throw Ohio State. It's a Michigan State home game. If we played USC every year or UCLA, whichever, every year, that is a, whether it's the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl, it is a home game every single time. Every single, it could have been this season. UCLA, USC, both in the top 15 most of the year. Michigan State, skidding, shitting their pants, horrible. It would still be a Michigan State home game. I'm telling you. Just the the disparity between how little people give a fuck about their home teams here and how many Michigan State people are in Southern California and then the rest of the West Coast, it would be an MSU home game, I'm telling you. So I just want that. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, or I assume it's not. Like I said, they haven't announced the third team just yet, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen, so it is what it is. But if it was up to me, I'd fucking... Oh, I'm obviously biased because I live here, but God damn, it would be cool to have Michigan State and USC every year or Michigan State, UCLA. Also would be unreal uniform games. Put my coffee in the microwave. It's like burning my throat, dude. It's so hot. I put it in for a minute and then I went to take my trash out. Um, first, I took my kitchen trash out and I came back and got the trash in the bathroom and took that out. And then I set the whole thing. I got the light here. I got the camera set up. I turned my laptop on. I got nice and cozy. I refilled my water. And then my coffee was still in the microwave. And I go, God damn it. Took a couple sips. I was like, this is going to be room temperature before I get halfway through the pod. Threw it in for another 30 seconds. I feel like I'm giving myself heartburn with the coffee. I had Chipotle not like an hour ago. I mucked Chipotle. I feel like I'm regurgitating the Chipotle into heartburn every time I take a sip of this coffee, but it tastes great. Little hazelnut flavoring in here. It's my favorite. Ooh, tastes great. It's a warm, but it's nice and cozy, right? I got my screen door cracked a little bit. It's not super warm in California. It's like 55, um, but there's a little breeze coming through. I got the beanie on the coffee has caffeine in it. I don't know. It's not so bad. It could be worse. Um, I do wish it didn't give me heartburn though, or at least the same sensation as heartburn. Red wings, red wings, red wings, red wings, the Detroit red wings. Um, so they played Ottawa last night. First of a doubleheader play again tonight. And I don't know if I fucked up. I'm recording this podcast. It's during the day today. Uh, Michigan state plays later tonight, a couple hours, the Red Wings play in a couple, maybe an hour and a half. The Red Wings probably play pretty, pardon me. Red Wings probably play pretty shortly. I would assume, but I'm recording before those games. And I thought about it. I sat down to record and I go, does that make sense? Does that make sense for me to record before either of these teams play? Does it make sense to record before this MSU game coming off that Iowa loss? That was fucking I can't even talk about it. I don't want to get angry. I can't even talk about it. Um, the Red Wings got their fucking teeth kicked in by Ottawa last night. We're both in the same playoff race. Ottawa's right behind Detroit. Not to mention, we got to take care of business in the last 23 or whatever we have left. Ottawa's one of those teams that you got to beat them. We had Tampa over the weekend, dominated Tampa. 
one of the better teams in the league, dominated them, lost, couldn't put the puck in the net. Absolutely outplayed Tampa for three periods, lost the game. You come into Ottawa, yeah, they're in the playoff race. They got some guys. Yes, they're in the same mindset as us. We got to beat Detroit for sure. And they absolutely fucking steamrolled us. It wasn't even a game. Got another one tonight against Ottawa. And it's funny how quickly it changes just in the matter of a few games. Um, who was it? New York, I believe it was. We beat before we played Tampa. Had New York at home after the homestand or after that long ass road trip in which we kind of climbed back into a playoff spot. We beat New York again, one of the better teams in the NHL, who, by the way, just got Patrick Kane. Unreal the amount of talent with the Rangers, but we beat them before they got Patty Kane. And then it was Tampa and you're sitting there going, fuck, we're, we really in this. Like we are really, we just beat one of the best teams in the NHL pretty handily against New York. We are really in this. And even though we lost to Tampa Bay, I still say I, it's as good as you could feel after a regulation loss. I mean, we really outplayed them. I think we outshot them by nearly three times had a thousand chances. Andre Vasilevsky just refused to let the puck go by him, which he had to respect. That's why Tampa's been so good for so long. That's why they got the Stanley Cups that they do. That's why they're one of the best teams in the, and the, in the NHL happens. But it was about as good as you can feel after a losing a hockey game. What happened against Tampa Bay? And then we go to Ottawa and it's like, all right, we had a couple back at home. One, one, lost one. Really good teams we played. Played well both times, even though we lost the second. Let's go to Ottawa. This team is nowhere near as good, as talented as the last two we faced. Another team we kind of got a fucking shut stiff arm off of us in the playoff race. Another team we got to find a way to get two points against, just for our own sakes, to keep pace with the Islanders and the Penguins in the playoff race, and he gets steamrolled. It's unfortunate. It's uh, disheartening. It's, it just it makes you go negative so quickly, or at least for me. And, you know, I declared this team dead before that road trip. And then against all odds, they won six of seven or whatever it was and fought their way back into the playoff spot. And over this weekend, I mean, really after that Rangers game, it became like, fuck, every night we play is going to be a playoff game. These are playoff games now. Every single night we need two points. That's kind of what it felt like. You could see you go on Twitter, you talk to people that are Red Wings fans. There was a bit of a rallying cry around the team. Everybody's talking about how these are the most meaningful hockey games we've had here in eight years. This is the first legit chance we've had at a playoff run since 2015. Everybody's kind of banding together where it's people take notice. They saw what happened on the on the road, road trip. Even if they didn't watch those games, people heard about it. Their friends told them about it. They read about it. They know Detroit's kind of making some noise here. They know Detroit's sticking around. They know these guys are gearing up for hopefully at least an appearance. Everybody's been excited. And like that, like that, it can all be gone. They lose the Tampa. They lose the Ottawa in regulation. And they got another one against Ottawa tonight. This is a must win for the Detroit Red Wings. We've got two of them. Michigan State in the rings, both of them, have to win the games tonight. You absolutely have to win. They showed the grafter in the Red Wings game last night. It was if they beat if they beat Ottawa twice, their playoff odds were like, I think their, their playoff odds were like 31%. If they split with Ottawa, it was like 18%. And if they lost twice, it was like 9%. You absolutely have to beat the Ottawa Senators tonight. 
No ifs, ands, or buts. You have to beat the Senators. Plain and simple. You have to beat them. That's it. There is no, well, regulate. you have to beat Ottawa tonight. And it's crazy that in the span of three games, we could go from a team, an organization, and as a fan base, we could go from we're going to make the first playoff run we've had since 2015 to it's over. In three games, Tampa Bay and Ottawa twice, you lose those three and it's all just like that, it's over. You spent that two-week fucking road trip. Everybody's getting back on board. Everybody's getting excited. You lose three in a row, forget it. You need to beat Ottawa tonight. I didn't want to do this after the game because God forbid they lose. I'm going to be I'm going to be insufferable. I hope when you're listening to this, we're celebrating a win. I hope we're still talking about the playoffs. Same with Michigan State. If they lose tonight against Nebraska, I just don't even want I don't even want me to be I don't want that version of me to be out there. I don't want that version of me to be on the airwaves. I don't want that version of me to be in front of a microphone or come anywhere near the fucking internet. So I can't do it. Red Wings must win at Ottawa tonight. Let me take a quick break. And uh, on the flip side, we're going to talk Michigan State and Nebraska. Must win. I mean... Do I need to say it? Do I need to say it? We saw what happened against Iowa. Ten points, a minute left, a thousand threes, just like lazily defending. Joey Hauser getting out-rebounded by the shortest guy on the court. Tom Izzo, why would I foul? It's not like it's the far and away most logical thing to do in that situation, just refusing to admit he's wrong refusing to do the right thing, which is foul when you're up three with two seconds left. And they've made a billion fucking, they made Tracy McGrady's 13 points in 30 seconds look like child's play. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should foul in that situation. Just this team, like building their brand even further, which is play a good game, lead for majority of it, control a lot of the game. And then when it comes down to crunch time, the last five minutes or less, you blow it and you let them walk away with a victory. That's this team's brand. How many fucking times have we seen it? How many times? Purdue, Illinois, Rutgers at the MSG game, Rutgers. Um, what was the other? Michigan the other day and then uh, Iowa in in stunning fashion. This Iowa game. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't want to dive into the game because it's going to legitimately make me want to throw my fucking computer on the street. So I don't want to do that. We, we all know. I think everybody listening here, if you're still, if you dude, this fucking coffee is fucking with my esophagus, bro. God damn it. Um, if you're sticking around for the MSU basketball talk on this podcast, you probably watched the game Saturday. You probably texted, you know, the usual suspects, what the fuck, how did that happen? I can't believe You've probably done it. You had the anger. You had the grieving. You might even still be a little angry, like thinking about it, talking about it. When the game starts tonight and the commentators go, Michigan State this past Saturday, unbelievable. I'm going to get angry. I can feel like I can feel the temperature under my skin. I can feel my shit like getting hotter. I can feel the goosebumps. I can feel my involuntary bawling of the fist. I can feel the anger. I know that I'm still not okay with it, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. 
What I will say is inexcusable again, pathetic as fuck again. Like that's not a game where, oh, you had a three-point lead with five minutes and you lost. All right, that's may as well be tied. That's a game, you had 10-point lead with a minute? That's like, I don't even understand. Da Vinci would have a hard time doing the arithmetic on that. I don't even get how it's physically possible for you to lose the game. Like knowing what I know about time and points and the game of basketball, I don't even get how it's humanly possible. Like if you made a deal with Iowa and you were like, we're going to let you guys come back. I still don't know how you would pull it off. You understand what I'm saying? Um, So yeah, it's a little frustrating and it's just, it's, I think it's just what these guys are. And I, Fucking hate doing it, dude. I hate doing it. I hate being the these guys stink guy. I cannot stand being the negative Nancy. I don't want to do it. But I'm not going to come on and just lie to be positive. I'm not going to just come on and be like, no, this team is really good. Just because. Just so like I'm not the negative guy. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to say what I think. Um, I don't know. I think this team, honestly, I think what this team is, I think what they've been all year, I think what they are right now. And I think what they will be in March, whatever they end up doing, which I don't believe will be very much. I think this team is pretty good. And I'm talking in the grand scheme. We know it's a disappointing team for Tom Izzo and Michigan state. We know it's a pretty disappointing team. Just like looking at what the big 10 is. But I would say in the grand scheme of college basketball, we're still up there with quad one wins. We've still played one of the hardest schedules in the country. We still have a winning record, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We still have guys like Tyson Walker, Jaden Akins, Joey Hauser, AJ Hilgard, who on any given night can kind of take a game over and spin it in their direction. Yes, I agree. It can happen. It has happened. It can happen. Will it happen? I wouldn't bet on it. This team is pretty good. And that's it. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. If you're an okay team, yeah, and you're at home and they're at home, yeah, we'll beat you. If you're an okay team and it's a road game, coin flip. If you're a good team and it's on the road, we're going to lose. If you're a great team and we're at home, coin flip. Like, that's what we are. We're we're pretty good. If we play a great team, ugh, good luck, especially if one of their best players is a forward. We're fucked. If we play a good team, yeah, it'll be a good game, I think. It'll be a good game. Neutral site. Yeah, it'll be a good game. We can't beat anybody on the road. <laughs> we can't beat a fucking soul. They couldn't beat the Troy Colts on the road. These guys can't beat shit outside of the Breslin Center. That's why I'm nervous for Nebraska. Nebraska, Tom Izzo said, one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. They've won like four of their last five. Um, you know, they are Nebraska, so inherently they fucking blow. But – one of the hotter teams in the Big Ten, and the game's in Lincoln, which in my mind, this team, any other Michigan State, well, not the past couple of years because it's been pathetic the past couple of years. Tom Izzo's cool with being all right, and that's part of the anger too. I'll, I'll circle back to that. But Michigan State teams, when I went to college, this game is an automatic win. I don't care how bad we've been. I don't care how good uh, Nebraska might be. I don't care that it's in Lincoln. The Michigan State teams that I came along with, this is an automatic win. Lincoln, Nebraska, fucking yeah, we're going to win the game. These guys, we'll see. Like this is a coin flip to me tonight. 
I don't know what the spread is. I don't know who's favored. I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska's favored. I wouldn't even say that that's disrespectful. I why why would we be favored? We just blew a ten point lead. Like Iowa isn't Purdue either. Iowa's not good. We understand that Iowa's not good, and it fucking bothers me. I understand the people who are like, don't give up on the team. Don't turn your back. I hear you. And again, I don't want to be the guy that's like, we stink. Fuck these guys. We're never going to win. I hear you. Um, Just based on the last three years, like what, what really turns me the wrong way is it's just been like Izzo to me. It's like Izzo's whatever. He's cool with it. Man, we'll go 500 in the big 10. We'll be a nine seed. And eh. like that, that I have an issue with that. And it's fine if it happens here and there. Like in the last great run Michigan State had with Cassius Winston and all those guys, we had that year in there where we were the eight seed. We played Kansas and we got absolutely steamrolled when everybody was a freshman. Like those years will happen. You're not going to be a Final Four caliber team every single year. I understand. Those years happened. That year happened. And then the next two or three, we were great every single year. We were elite every year. We were one of the best teams in the country every year. The goal was to win a natty. Every year, we weren't talking about don't give up on these guys when they're nine and eight in the Big Ten during that time frame. That was not the case. My issue is that this is now year three of it. And I've said this before, so I don't want to harp on it. But I think that's where my frustration builds. Like if this was one year, if this is the first year we're, ah, we're 500 about in the Big Ten, split with Michigan, we're losing these games on the road, we're blowing leads like fuck. I'd still be annoyed. I'd still be angry. But you go, all right, shit happens. It's a down year. This is year three now of it. And um, while I do think there is talent on this team, while I do think there's some good players on this team, um, a lot of the frustration for me stems from Tom Izzo seemingly just neglecting the front court. I don't know how many of these get Purdue, Illinois, Rutgers, Michigan. I don't know how many of all of those we would have won if we had one more competent big man or like one good big man, I don't know defensively and rebounding. I don't know how many of those become wins. I would like half like the Michigan game. Why'd we lose? Got killed on the offensive glass. We have one guy like Xavier Tillman. That's probably a different game. Not even Tillman, Julius Marble. Like that's probably a different game. Iowa. They hit all those threes. Joey Hauser was giving up rebounds to their fucking point guard. We got a guy who can get rebounds in there. That might be a different game. Purdue, we lost by like a point. That might be like all of these games where it's like, oh, we're right there. We're playing with them. This backcourt, they can go with anyone in the country. Sure. Sure. When Tyson Walker, I agree, is one of the best guards in the country. Tyson Walker is elite. If we didn't have him, this team would be garbage. Sure. That almost makes me more frustrated that Tom Izzo goes, we have Tyson Walker, who's great. He's great almost every night now. He can score. He can make plays. We got A.J. Hogart, who's Jekyll and Hyde. When he's bad, it's tough for us to win. But when he's good and Tyson's good, we never lose. A.J. Hogart, he makes plays. He goes to the rim. He makes free throws. All right. And we got Jaden Akins. He's a great third fiddle. He can shoot. He can go to the rim. He's great in transition. He can play defense. He can rebound better than any of our other guards. All right. And then we got a guy, Joey Hauser can make like Tom Izzo looked at this roster and goes, we got some pieces here. The guard play is going to be great. And he still was like, you know what? I don't need a fucking center. 
fuck it. We don't need anybody else. I don't need another power forward. When he could have, we had the open scholarship. He could have gotten any number of transfers. You think those guys leaving Oakland, leaving these non-Power 5 teams, you think they get a call from Tom Izzo and go? he goes, look, we're going to have one of the best backcourts in the country. All we're missing is a guy like you in the front court. You're going to get fed in the pick and roll. You're going to have all the time in the world to get offensive rebounds, and you're going to get open. You're going to get the two on the block. Like, we're going to have one of the better teams in the country if you come to Michigan State. You think the big man who spent his first three years at Liberty isn't licking his fucking chops at that? Or, and for some reason, Tom Izzo just decided, nah, we don't need to do that. That's, we don't need that. Why? Why, Tom? Why make that make a lick of sense? That's why I get so worked up. Because, yeah, dude. Those losses and blowing leads fucking drive me crazy. It drives me nuts that Tyson Walker is going for 30 points and we're still losing. That Iowa game, Tyson had 30, Hauser had 16, Aikens had 16, and I think uh, Malik or someone else was it. Like, everybody was going off and you still lose? Yeah, that drives me nuts. But the fact that Tom Izzo will then come out and go, hey, give this team a chance. Don't give up on these guys. I get it. I hear you. I don't want to be the negative Nelly, but Tom, you had multiple years. You had a fucking buffet tray of options to just add one big man that could have swung this team three, four wins, at least two. Like we could be looking at a way different team, a way different projection. The feeling could be a lot different going into March. If you just go, eh, we'll take one of these guys. You don't need to go out and recruit Jabari fucking Parker away from Duke. It's not like it's some massive recruit. You go to the guy who's never played in front of more than 5,000 fans and say, look, we're going to have a sick backcourt. Why don't you come to Breslin for a visit? You're going to want to play here. You, that's all you had to do. That's all you had to do. And he just, nah, I don't need it. We don't need that. Fuck it. So excuse me if I have a hard time going, yeah, let's not give up on these guys. When it's the same problems, we're turning the ball over, Iowa, A.J. Hogarth. We cannot inbound against the press. 25 years. Tom is an unbelievable head coach. 25 years. We cannot inbound against the press. We don't play defense like MSU should or is used to. We don't rebound like we should or are used to, and not one of these bigs. Joey Hauser's great because he can shoot and stretch the floor and he's a scorer. He's weak defensively and he's okay on the glass. Malik's pretty good, but he's just undersized. And the one big man, obviously Carson Cooper just hit his foot, the one big man you put all your chips into the center of the fucking table on, Monty Sissoko, can't even catch a pass, let alone defend, let alone rebound, let alone score, and you still neglected it. I have, I have trouble just giving you the free pass. I don't like that. This comes off like I'm doomsday, like this team, we're going to lose to Nebraska tonight. This team stinks. I don't want to do that. We'll see what happens, but fuck, man. It's frustrating, and it's frustrating when it feels like for half these games we've lost this year, there was just an easy fix sitting right in front of Tom Izzo's eyes, and he said, nah, I don't want it. Hopefully they need, they beat Nebraska tonight. Um, I know it's probably not a must-win for the tournament. It just feels like a must-win for – Michigan State's fan sanity, as well as the team. Like, fucking conference tournaments are here. Can't start losing games now. This is not the time for that shit. So, hopefully they get it done. Hopefully Tyson Walker doesn't have another 30-point game wasted. Go green. That's all I got today. Appreciate everybody who listens. Um, We'll be back again at least once more this week, maybe twice. We'll see. Appreciate you guys. 